0: Welcome to Freedom to Retire with Jim Cipriotti, powered by Retire Ready Financial Group.
1: you got to be prepared. If you're not prepared and you have too much risk, you may make some adverse choices, and so you need to have a plan because the downturns are going to happen. Jim
0: Cipriotti has been helping people in the greater Philadelphia and South New Jersey areas reach their retirement goals for over two decades.
1: We just want to make sure we're not too aggressive, not too conservative either. We want that nice mix, and that's what I help my clients with every single day.
0: Now, freedom to retire. The latest hint from the Federal Reserve and their chair Jerome Powell is that it might raise interest rates by a half a point at its next meeting instead of a quarter. Economist Mohamed al Arian told Bloomberg TV that he believes the Fed's flip-flopping to battle inflation sends the wrong message to the stock market. They are now coming across as incredibly hawkish, a few weeks ago, they were coming across as incredibly dovish. So I don't really know where they are. It seems like a roller coaster right now. They've lost credibility when it comes to inflation fighting. They've lost credibility in terms of their ability to forecast inflation, and they've lost control of their policy narrative. And that's why you're seeing this volatility in the marketplace every time we hear something from Chair Powell. Now, he went on to warn about a cost of living crisis, Jim, and thinks the Fed is trying to catch up with bigger interest rate hikes that could cause a recession. So, Jim, if that happens... What kind of impact could that have on retirement plans?
1: Yeah, and I was listening. And I was thinking, Dad, tell me what you're really thinking there, Mohammed. Right. <laughs> he kind of lays it out there. All right. Yeah. Uh, he's not mincing words. So, But yeah, uh, Grant, we've, we've been talking about this for the past several weeks here uh-huh. on the show. It's all of that money that Congress created out of thin air and just pumped it into our money supply. Uh, it may have seemed like a great idea at the time when they were doing it over the past several years. But it doesn't come without consequences on the back end, mm. and then when COVID hits, remember, and the, the Fed lowered interest rates as low as they could possibly uh, lower them back in April of 2020. It doesn't come without costs um, because they got to right the ship, you know, here in 2022. So, uh, so here we are, right? We're the Americans, all of us. We're kind of looking at these record high real estate prices, record high stock prices, and look, a lot of us are pretty happy with those, especially if we own those assets. But what are we supposed to do, right? As interest rates begin to rise back to these normal levels. And the Fed is kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because our real estate and our stocks, they're likely to devalue maybe a little bit as interest rates go higher. And if interest rates go up as much as a half of a point, like what they're kind of predicting, many folks are predicting it. Mm -hmm and the feds getting together again in the middle of may so that could happen shortly in a few weeks that could very well send shockwaves right through to our retirement nest egg but the issue that concerns me as a financial planner is that most folks are unfamiliar with what to do as interest rates rise because we've pretty much been on a steady decline with interest rates over the past 40 years and people are wondering scratching their heads wondering why their bond funds are losing so much in value and those folks need to know that this could just be the tip of the iceberg as the fed continues to raise rates throughout the year. But I can tell you that no political leaders, uh, want to be remembered as Jimmy Carter was remembered, no, right? No. Uh, for those record high levels of inflation, that was a whole mess. Yeah. But from that economic standpoint, look, raising interest rates as high as they did back then may be a painful thing to do like they did in the early 80s but remember it also prevented a massive amount of money from being created and pumped into our money supply like we've been doing over the past 20 years. So it's almost like pick your poison here, Grant.
0: Right, well, Jim, uh, what are some of the things that we can do right now that can help us protect our retirement plans?
1: And there are some things that we can do and that we should really be considering. I mean, really be considering, especially if rates are raised by that half of a point, that's a lot. So we just wanna make sure we don't have too much in say tech stocks in our portfolio because Mm -hmm. that's the sector that's typically hit the hardest. We also wanna make sure we have the correct types of bonds and bond funds. And I would suggest that anyone listening right now, uh, I would suggest checking your statements when you have a chance and see if you have bond funds. You know, you have to go into page three or page four of your statement. You got to do a little digging, but see if you have the type of bond mutual funds or ETFs that have names like total bond index fund or high yield bond fund or target date 2020 uh, you know, something with the year 2020 or target date 2025, or sometimes they phrase it as core bond fund. Okay. Uh, these are all the types that you should really take a deep look at to see if you own. And there's a lot of people that work for the government. So you may have a TSP. Check and see if you have uh, money in what's called the F, as in fixed fund, the F fund. Um, TSP people will know what I'm talking about. Uh, that's the bond fund, and it's getting crushed right now. Uh, It's down almost 7% for the year, and we're only three months, a little over three months into the year. So if you own any of these, I suggest giving my office a call now. We could set up a time to meet, maybe either in my Radnor office or my Marlton, New Jersey office. We could set up a phone call if it's a little bit trickier to get into the office, or we can do a Zoom. But look, we just want to make sure you're not positioned for your portfolio to take on substantial loss up ahead if interest rates do spike up as they are projected to do in a couple of weeks, Grant.
0: Yeah, we've all seen these financial storms and this uncertainty that's occupying the space in the headlines. We've seen it for a while now. We've talked about it here on Freedom to Retire for quite a while as well. And I think what we can take away from it is it's not going away overnight. And if this kind of thing happens to you in retirement or continues throughout your retirement and you're caught without a plan to combat things like inflation and rate hikes, then it could prove to be a very costly, costly mistake from the planning standpoint. Let Retire Ready Financial Group create a plan that's designed not just to grow your money, but to protect it in times like these. Here's the number to get that conversation started to reach out to Jim Cipriati, 610-894-7415. That's 610-894-7415. As Jim said, he'll do this for you at no cost and no obligation. The number again, 610-894-7415, Or you can book that time to speak with Jim online at RetireReadyFG.com. As you know, Jim, the difference between a Roth IRA and other types of IRAs is that the Roth is funded with after-tax dollars, but many would-be retirees may still have their money in pre-tax traditional IRAs. Jim, talk to us a little bit about converting those dollars to a Roth and the difference that could make even after, say, age 60. What are the pros and cons of that?
1: Yeah, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, Grant. The Roth IRA is America's best kept secret when it comes to our retirement accounts. And why am I calling it a secret? Some people might be wondering, or you might be wondering too, Grant. And I call it a secret because it's never mentioned any place, except for some financial professionals like myself may bring it up. For example, when's the last time you saw a television commercial sponsored by any state or local or federal government agency that informs Americans of any age about the benefits of a Roth IRA. (laughs) Have you ever received a letter in the mail or a postcard in the mail or, or even one of those annoying robo calls, right? We all get them from time to time to inform us, uh, you know, how we could possibly have tremendous tax savings by getting the tax over with earlier in the life of the account Mm -hmm. and then possibly becoming very wealthy uh, from tax-free interest tax-free dividends, tax-free gains, all from the potential growth of these accounts for the rest of your life. And it doesn't stop there either uh, in terms of benefits because your tax-free Roth account can also be transferred to your spouse. Uh, Whatever you don't use is going to go to your spouse and they're going to be able to use it for the rest of his or her life, which could be another many number of years. And it doesn't stop there either because the remaining balance that your spouse doesn't use can be transferred to your kids or your grandkids Uh afterwards. And they can have it uh, really growing and compounding and turning into something massive for an additional 10 years. And that's, to me, in the retirement world and retirement planning, that's cause for celebration right there, right? That's a lot of heavy-duty, tax-free growth that could really be enjoyed by you and your family. Look, there's plenty of commercials that the government sponsors, right? We see them from time to time. Remember during COVID, Grant, they were telling us to make sure we wash our hands yeah. and stay six feet apart from uh-huh. one another. And, and how many billions of dollars did they spend teaching us that if we do drugs, our brain is going to turn into a, a fried egg? Apparently Remember those commercials, so. right? Yeah but there needs to be more discussion about the power of these Roth accounts, Grant.
0: When we have these discussions about Roth, it's not necessarily one of the best kept secrets on our shows, Jim. We like to have this conversation, but as many things go with retirement planning, there are different things that are available to you at different ages and different requirements. So how do we sort all of that out? And what should people know about what age they are when they're considering a Roth conversion?
1: And that's an excellent, excellent question because so many people ask me, Jim, I'm I'm too old or I'm too young. There's no age requirement to do a Roth conversion. That's when you take regular pre-tax money and switch it over to a Roth. And I had one guy just as recently as last week that said, Jim, I, I don't know, man, I'm 63. I think I'm too old for these Roth conversions. I said, what are you talking about? You would be a perfect candidate. You would benefit tremendously. So people are in their 50s, their 60s, sometimes even your 70s in some situations are really good candidates, mainly... Because you won't have the government breathing down your neck anymore to take out those really annoying RMDs, the required minimum distributions when you hit 72. And some people say, well, why are they so bad, Jim? I I know we have to take money out at 72, but why is that a bad thing from a tax standpoint? And the answer is because when you take money out of an IRA or out of a 401k or 403b for the folks that uh, work for hospitals or universities or from your TSP for our government workers, When you take money out in the form of that required minimum distribution, those monies cannot go back into an IRA or an account like the one that you just had. So they have to come out. And if you don't spend it, you're going to put it into a regular taxable account. These are the types of accounts that are a little bit annoying because you got to get out your checkbook every single year and write a check to uncle Sam for your taxes on all the interest that you earn throughout the year, all the dividends that you earn. If there's any capital gains in there too, you gotta get out your checkbook and write a check for your taxes. So that money is not typically gonna grow as quickly because it's taxed every single year. But the folks that have money in in a Roth do not have to worry about this. The government is not telling them what to do. The government cannot force you to take withdrawals at any time during your whole entire life or during your spouse's lifetime. And that grant is how the wealthy are getting wealthier and wealthier these days. So if you feel like your current financial advisor hasn't been chatting enough about the benefits of a Roth IRA, or if he or she just kind of mentions it and then kind of goes by the wayside, I'm telling you that switching some or all of your IRA over to Roth could be a tremendous benefit. It's different for everybody, so we have to look at your unique situation. But Mm -hmm. I'm happy to do that for our listeners. So give us a call now, and we can set up a time this week to chat about it.
0: 610-894-7415 is that number. Give Jim Cipriati that call. Have this conversation. And when we talk about Roth conversions, I mean, you should know, they have long been a favorite strategy of retirement savers and retirement planners alike. We don't know what taxes are going to look like in the future, but if I ask you right now, if you expect them to go down, go up, or stay the same, then you can kind of already understand the importance of having a tax strategy for your retirement. A Roth can be a valuable tool to help you put that together, and Jim Cipriati and Retire Ready Financial Group will be happy to sit down and help you do it. 610-894-7415 is that number to speak with Jim, or you can book a time online at retirereadyfg.com. And remember, Jim never charges for that consultation. All it'll cost you is your time. 610-894-7415. Now, if you inherit an IRA or 401k from your parents, the IRS has changed some of those rules. Tax and retirement planning expert Ed Slott told Morningstar that it will make changes more complicated for beneficiaries. If you inherited from somebody who was already over 72 and taking RMDs in that case, for some strange reason, IRS says once the person who died started taking their RMDs, you can't stop the train. So for years one through nine, you're going to have to take required minimum distributions. But then by the end of the 10th year, everything again has to come out. Well, complicated indeed. So, Jim, if we see this happening in our future, how should we be planning for that money?
1: And I hope everyone's sitting down for this one, or if you're driving, you may want to pull over because this (laughs) might blow some minds, what I'm about to say, but, you know, insert sarcasm. Um, uh, The IRS, yep, they just made IRA rules even more complicated for us. But just to give you some backstory, when someone other than your spouse inherits your IRA, let's say it's your kid's let's say it's your grandkids, anyone other than your spouse. If you passed away prior to 2020, your non-spouse beneficiary kids, grandkids, they would have been able to slowly take the money out over the course of their lifetime. And this could result in a a, really a tremendous tax savings If someone uh, in their 70s, let's say a grandparent passed away and made their six-year-old grandchild the beneficiary, right? Those older rules, That went away right at the end of 2019 those older rules really would have allowed that grandchild to take a very small amount out each year over his or her lifetime but the whole remaining balance that was not withdrawn that's still in the account that thing could have experienced tremendous growth it could have gotten massive over the years and there's a lot of people that did inherit these accounts prior to 2020 so they will vouch for this, but just like most other good things uh, from a tax beneficial standpoint, the IRS steps in and they end the rules that used to be so good. But that's only for folks that passed away in 2020 or afterwards. So the beneficiaries that received those accounts since then is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But look, as we're reading through those new rules when they were published in 2020, for the people that passed in 2020 or afterwards, it was really unclear as to whether the beneficiary could let the money sit in the inherited IRA for maybe a whole entire 10 years, and then just uh, enjoy a lot more tax deferral for that whole 10 year period, and then maybe take the whole entire IRA and cash it out at the end of the 10th year. It might be pretty nice in some situations, But in the situation where it would not be wise would be, let's say you inherit, for example, 200,000 bucks from an IRA and it grows to 600,000 over a 10 year period. You would lose a massive chunk of that account due to taxes, because that whole 600,000 would have had to appear on your tax return on the 10th year. And remember that 600 grand, doesn't include uh, whatever income you have from your salary, you know, from work or from a bonus, uh, or if your spouse is also working and he or she has a salary and bonus, you got to stack all that up and put all of that on your tax return. You could very easily lose 200,000, 250,000 or more of that 600,000 that you inherited by waiting until that 10th year, from the federal taxes, the state taxes, and the Obamacare taxes grant. So it all adds up.
0: Right. And so we talk about how complicated this is and about how things do change. But for folks who are out there listening today and they're hearing this and they're thinking, well, how will this affect me? Will this affect me, Jim? What can people take away from this and what should they be doing in terms of planning and looking forward?
1: Yeah. So the IRS really went ahead and clarified what exactly they want people to do. So they stated that uh, any person who passed away, Uh, who was currently receiving their own required minimum distributions that means they were over age 72 at the time that they passed that the beneficiary who is not a spouse they can also uh, receive those same required minimum distributions and then the whole entire account balance whatever is left in that 10th year it's got to be cashed out all at once but keep in mind that this is still quite likely to result in a really ugly tax situation. If you're only taking out those minimums, right? Because your investment results could really be decent during that 10 year period. For example, let's say your RMD is averaging around 5%. Remember that's the amount that you're withdrawing in years one through nine. But if you're earning 12% or better as a rate of return on the remaining balance in that account, it still might not make a lot of sense to wait until your 10th year, because that balance could be huge at the end of the 10th year. And you could once again be in the situation where you're losing half of it in the form of taxes. And I don't know anyone who would be pleased with that kind of turnout, do you Grant? No. Right. So what I would suggest is giving my office a call. So we wanna take a look at where you are from a tax standpoint currently. We wanna take those withdrawals in years maybe when your income isn't as high. We don't want to take the withdrawals other than the required minimums. If you had a big bonus that year, or if you came into other money, maybe from your your spouse whose parents passed away and new money came in, we're able to pick and choose amounts above that minimum so that you're not slammed with a massive tax bill at the end of the 10th year. So these are the types of things that I'm able to help my clients with, and I'll certainly help the callers of today's show. So give my office a call and we can set up a time to talk about it if you're in one of these situations where you inherited an ira happy to walk you through it
0: 610-894-7415 is the number to get started and as we talked about and jim just said i mean we've seen these rules changed and we know we should be prepared for that possibility again in the future and jim cipriati has been helping people with this for over two decades let him show you what you need to know so you can create a plan that is not negatively affected by rules changes and that overwhelming feeling that can come with trying to do all of this yourself in these kind of complicated financial situations, 610 894 7415, the number 610 894 7415, or book that time to speak with Jim online at RetireReadyFG.com. Now, how well do you know the tax laws? Half the people surveyed by nationwide say they wish they had a better understanding of how their retirement money is going to be taxed. Jim, I realize there are lots of things that we could cover right here. We can do a whole show on this, but yeah. can you give us a short answer to that question?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. I'd be happy to. And it's really um, timely, right, since we're right smack in the middle of tax season, uh-huh. right, really at the height of it. And I've been getting a lot of questions specifically related to uh, retirement accounts recently, Grant. So, yeah, so let's walk through a couple of these. So generally speaking, federal taxes, they're the big ones, right? They're obviously the same no matter which state. That you live in. So we'll talk about those first. So it doesn't matter if you live in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, et cetera. You're going to be federally taxed when you make a withdrawal from your IRA, from your 401k, from your 403b, from your 457, from your TSP, or from your drop money, right? Folks that work for the city of Philadelphia know what I'm talking about. Or if you're self employed, you would have what's called a SEP, S E um, P, self employed plan, right? That type of IRA. Or maybe you have a deferred comp or a profit-sharing plan. They are all taxed the same. And this is when you make a withdrawal. Because keep in mind, you're not going to be taxed when you make a rollover, which is where you transfer the money from one company to another. Uh, we're only talking about withdrawals right now. And those withdrawals, how are they going to be taxed? Well, they're going to be taxed as ordinary income. So the more you make and the more you're reporting as income for any given year, the higher your actual tax is going to become. And if you withdraw money directly from those accounts, the accounts that are through your employer or previous employer, so essentially anything other than an IRA. So if you withdraw money from any of those accounts that are currently linked up to your current employer or your previous employer, anything other than an IRA, uh, we're talking about 401ks, those types, right? They are going to automatically withhold 20% in federal taxes whether you like it or not whether you ask for it or not that's the rule because in the past there's been so many people that withdrew money uh, from a 401k and they said oh man look at this nice check and they went down to Atlantic City or they went on some sort of vacation and you know, loaded up with um, Gucci and Versace clothes and uh, come tax time, they didn't have any money to pay the tax grant. So and you probably heard stories like that in the past.
0: Oh, yeah, I've absolutely heard those stories. I think all of us can probably identify with hopefully not ourselves, but maybe somebody we know who might have found themselves in that. But as we talk about these kind of taxable situations and things that people should be aware of, I know we have a social security discussion quite a bit here on the show. And that's one of those things. You need to know how that's taxed, right?
1: And yeah, Grant, a lot of folks, out there are taxed on their social security and people sometimes can't believe it wait a minute i'm taxed my whole career on on my working years and now they're going to tax the check again Uh, and the answer is uh possibly yeah so up to a maximum of 85 percent of your social security check will be taxed if you're filing a single return and your provisional income is over thirty-four thousand a year or 44,000 per year if you're married. So yeah, 15% of your social security check will never be taxed. So that's one big gift of the IRS. But, you know, and then we have other things like CDs, uh, certificates at the bank, or those high yield savings accounts and uh, money at credit unions, or those online banks, which are kind of big these days. And that interest is also taxed as ordinary income. So the more income you have on your tax return um, from a whole bunch of other sources, the higher you're going to be taxed, usually. Pension income. Pension income is absolutely taxed on the federal level. But on the bright side, Pennsylvania, right? A lot of us live here in PA, including myself. We're the only state on the East Coast that considers pension income to be exempt. So that's big, right? Yeah. And Pennsylvania doesn't even charge us on IRA withdrawals, any tax there. If, as long as we're over 59 and a half, New Jersey residents, um, you are not so lucky. Uh, there's a formula, but a portion of your pension income and your IRA withdrawals are are likely to be taxed. And, it, you know, I look, I realize we are in the middle of this tax season. So if you feel like you have general tax related questions, give my office a call. I'm not a CPA, uh, so I'm not going to be able to do your taxes. So don't call me about that. But I can certainly give you some general information. But I can refer you to some of the best CPAs here in the greater Philadelphia area. I've gotten to know a whole lot of them over the past 24 years of being in this industry. So I'm always happy to help answer questions or or forward the questions to someone who has the answer. And I'm certainly happy to help our fellow 1210 listeners.
0: If you have questions or concerns about reaching your retirement goals, then give the Retire Ready Financial Group a call 610-894-7415 or visit us online at retirereadyfg.com.
1: Retire Ready Wealth Management is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Retire Ready Wealth Management is licensed in your state, please call 610-704-2792. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through James Cipriati, Pennsylvania Insurance License, 366900.